0: Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake gets a bit closer, Chuck helps grow the game, and we are joined by another top 32 teams team challenge player. Chuck, how are we doing
1: today, my friend? Doing well, doing well. Uh, another, another great week of Pokemon, so tell me about it. That's been fun basically all, all right. i've done this week <laughs> <laughs> i will i will go short mine has a lot less uh excitement than yours does mm-hmm. but uh, uh we uh played in the weekly um played some ice rider it was fun managed third place there so getting back in the top so yay hey no uh, more hop and then, <laughs> no more hop and then on the On the Sunday, we had a beginner's day, hosted a beginner's day at the store. So they actually had some kids sign up and adults Mm -hmm. uh, that wanted to learn how to play the game. Uh, And I volunteered as one of the professors to teach. So uh, I got to spend my afternoon teaching a couple kids and their dad how to play Pokemon. It was fun. You're really sinking Uh, your roots into that community right now. Trying to. I Just trying to, you know. Keep it. Uh, I mean, there's a community here, just trying to add add thousand. myself to it and and want to keep it going big. Well, so, big I shout mean, out to have, Toledo area. I didn't do anything uh, to get them grid. to sign up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything. They got they got six sixteen like sixteen kids to sign up that wanted to learn. So, wow. I mean, more power to them. There, this store is doing pretty cool with Pokemon and, and growing it themselves. So, For sure. I'm excited For to see sure. how big it can get. Definitely. Now, I know you had an exciting weekend. Yes. Um,
0: because... uh, yes. So again, team challenge. Uh, we talked about it last week. We were like, I hope we're talking about us qualifying and getting uh top 32, uh getting that mat. That was the the number one goal, um, especially going into the week. So we ultimately achieved it. Um, it was a close fought out match. Um, we ended up winning five three. Again, we were um we were up and all we needed to do is win one game uh going into the last round um and again i i challenged the team i'm like race you to the top uh and i was just about to head to game two i had an unfortunate game one i was i was well in in hand in game two uh and right before that game ended my opponent said well you're you're you your player one so i you know, didn't get to get there first, so congrats on Adam for closing it out for us. Um, another solid run on his part. Um, really, just solid run all around, all the way around. Um, Samantha had uh, a record of two one. Adam had two one. I was one one. Um, I like to say I was on my way of two one as well. Um, but the de- the the week was very intense. There was a lot of pre work for me, um, putting the work in, trying to make a a counter box. Um, I, I kind of took a little bit of, I, you know, uh, inspiration from the, you know, the, the peak, the flying Pikachu. Um, I guess at this point it's not really secret cause my, my deck list is out there. If anybody was looking, um, ended up going with a Tapu of and crowbat engine. Um, also with a, a one, one, um, a decidue IV, um, just having lots of different, um, uh, lots of different options for different matchups, uh, and we'll we'll talk about that, I guess, metagaming for for your opponents and you know, pros and cons and what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but it was a lot of work uh, pre and per, uh, during the game um, to try to get that qualifying mat and we we did it. Um, we got to 32. It's not over. Um, now that we're in that bracket. In that in that secret Discord server, um, I want to I want to keep going. I want to I want to go to the go to the finals. Um, and actually, um, on the opposite end of the bracket with our guest there. So the only way we'll be playing is in the finals. So that is the ultimate goal. Um, and that being said, I want to introduce our guest, another top thirty-two player from the Team Challenge, um, uh, Sandy, aka the Show. 265 from the Oregon Pokemon group so welcome to the podcast Andy thank you oh, for come. having me for sure um again uh you had you guys are having a heck of a run as well um and we'll definitely kind of have deep dive into that and kind of have high level stuff I don't want to give any spoilers away uh, for you know what what you guys are thinking going forward um but for those that don't know who you are um tell us a little bit about yourself and your Pokemon journey thus far
2: Yes, yeah, so. I'm with our store here in uh, Sherwood, Oregon, um, which is 30 minutes outside of Portland. It's called Glimpses of Wonder and Warfare. Um, My journey as a Pokemon player, well, I've been kind of playing forever, but just not always been that good. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was a really small child going to the league at Toys R Us. Shout out to those who remember (laughs) it that far back. Right. but it wasn't that good. I started doing more competitive stuff though around the diamond and pearl block is when I kind of came back with that set, started Mm -hmm. to actually learn how to build a deck Um, would go to different battle roads, go to cities, go to state, go to regionals. Then it was a different structure than what we have today, of course. Right. Um, And then took a, few years off in college during the black and white era um, and then kind of came back when I moved from the Tacoma Seattle area to Portland for those who don't know that's about two and a half hours north it's of Portland it's not that Mm. far of a drive okay
1: yeah
0: and how is the local scene out there? I know locally in Pittsburgh, we have like five shops that we, you know, that we can travel in a given day. There's a lot of options uh, depending on the week or the, the day of the week you can play. Um, is that Oregon area kind of like that as well?
2: So right now, um, I'm going to give a, two answers to that. There's okay. pre-pandemic <laughs> and versus where we are now. Pre-pandemic, there are way more than five shops that you can go right. to in the greater Portland area. Um, And you can also go to Salem. You can go to Wilsonville, which is kind of in the middle. It's huge. And there's even Vancouver, Washington, which is just across the border from Portland. Portland's a border city for those that don't know between Washington and Oregon. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, there's like a little bit of free play at a few different shops like Glimpses of Wonder, there's um, Dragon's Lair. Um out in Forest Grove um, there's a couple other little stores that have their own things right now but it's not really as big as what it was before the pandemic of course
0: right I mean I think uh, it's natural I think whenever there's a big stop in you know the the community um you know not just pokemon but just a big stop some people lose interest or or find other things um but it, i mean at least it sounds like um you guys are starting to make a, maybe a little bit of recovery as far as just like kind of having that community um obviously you guys are a big presence online um you know with with Gumi. Uh, Darren, uh, Mr. Raichu, yourself, there's, there's so many awesome members, um, you know, on the online and making their uh, selves known. Um, so it's very welcoming. Uh, and I, I can't wait to see your group continue to grow.
2: Yeah. We're and looking I'm to sure. start another one soon. So for sure. <laughs> another for sure. And, Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's just also taken stores time to to get get themselves up and running, depending on how they acted during and what they had to go through as well uh, with the pandemic, whether they, I mean, we're still actively open or whether they just have to come back or, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, how the store tides uh, worked with them and how they can function with the league and things like that as well. Some stores just need to, you know, I know there's a couple here by me that are just wait, we're waiting to dust off the yeah. Pokemon is legal. Like official right. play is legal to come back. They were waiting for that okay before they would even try free play. Right. So that's I mean, we just got that green light now. So maybe some of them stores are gonna turn the lights on again for Pokemon uh as well. Um, but I wanted to ask you real quick, just going back, what what got you? You said after college you moved back to you moved to the the Portland area, what got you to go back to Pokemon the TCG when you got back? It was just like when you got there like i want to go f- find some pokemon players or was it someone or something like triggered it when you got back cuz you were taking the time off
2: well the only reason i didn't do it is during the college years cuz i just didn't have enough time and money to do it okay there you go. It, that's right. lovely, <laughs> yeah. i never wanted that's... to stop
0: right yeah. right <laughs> okay that's that's a fair so even fair when you were reason. out you still had an eye on the game um, and the cards and everything like mm-hmm. that so you weren't you weren't completely out of the loop even when you had to you know take a, a, a yeah. side step out
2: no i would just be doing a lot of more pokemon showdown and VGC right. stuff during that time because it was cheaper just right, to put it right. Blind- yeah. <laughs> right
0: exactly
1: no, no. yeah because when when some people when they say they take a break they'll step out of it completely and then mm-hmm. it's sometimes they need to be triggered back in and something gets them and then they get the bug again right. so that's why i asked that question
2: no, That's I never awesome. wanted to leave. I just couldn't afford it. I didn't great. have time. <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> well,
0: um, I'm sure. I'm sure your local area and you know everybody. You're part of the community at large. Is glad that you're back uh, in the game. Um, uh, but let's let's move forward, Chuck, and let's get into our standard four questions.
1: Okay. All right. Um, um, I like throwing the softball, so I'll <laughs> throw the the hardest, but st- Easiest question sometimes depends on the person. Uh, favorite Pokemon? Who's it going to be?
2: I mean, we all know the answer to that. It's Sylveon mm-hmm. right there. As you can see in my poster, <laughs> got in the background there Sylvian hey. ear, uh, Sylveon plushies, just Sylveon.
0: It, okay. So is there any backstory why Sylveon is your number one? Um, and not only number one evolution, just number one Pokemon? No. It just no, is. It just, it just, <laughs> it just, it came out, it called to you and it was, it was yours at that point.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. That's simple. Right.
0: I mean, I can't fault that. That is that, is that exactly me with Dragapult. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully this is a little bit more, um, uh, of not of a softball question, but what is your favorite Pokemon card? Um, either it could be standard legal currently, or, you know, uh, you know, in the past for any reason.
2: Well, that's, that is a tougher one. Um, so I'm, I'll give, I'll give two answers to that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so current standard card, even though it's not good, it's Sylveon VMAX with the trainer art or the alternate yeah. art, you know, just give me, For I don't actually have the physical versions IRL. So somebody wants to give me a Christmas present, birthday mm-hmm. present, just a, just because present, you know, I might be able to do
0: that as you continue to answer. I'm going to go check to see
2: if I even have that card. Um, but <laughs> non standard Claydoll from Great Encounters. It was just so unbelievably amazing and fun to play back in the old days.
0: Okay. And so it made
2: every deck work.
0: Forgive me. I'm ignorant. What did that card do and why did it work?
2: So it's a stage one. Um, Let me pull up the exact text just so that way I'm not butchering it. Right, right. It's the cosmic power. Once during your turn before you attack, you may choose up to two cards from your hand and put them on the bottom of your deck in any order. If you do, draw cards until you have six cards in your hand. Mm -hmm. This power can't be used if Claydol is affected by a special condition. So it was a draw engine, and it was the backbone to every deck while it was legal um it was your consistency most lists played a two two version some played a two three split just because of how important it was to establish clay because Mm -hmm. back then we didn't have the draw supporters we had now deck building strategies back then um and the supporters that were available were either disruptive supporters or they were search supporters we didn't really have the heavy drawing okay. intense the discard seven wasn't a thing um, i mean it's
0: it's a big thing now but uh, I, I, you that, know, I, without that, that like
2: there's yeah um but the one thing that people will, would do with this too is that you could as long as you didn't play too many cards you could always prevent yourself from also decking out too
0: mm-hmm. interesting now that yeah because you are putting cards at the bottom um up guess, to two. So, yeah up to two so yeah yeah that makes sense. Um, was decking out a, a big thing back then? No. Okay.
2: No. There I mean, was only uh, one, uh, yeah. There was only one mill deck and it was only really at the world's format during the time that all was legal. And it was the Flygon level X Palpia switch trap with the memory berry. Okay.
0: It's cool. Again, before that's before my time, but it does sound kind of dangerous, especially if it comes out at worlds when nobody was expecting it at the time.
1: All right. Well, I'll get into the next question, which we will go from, you know, favorite good times card. Let's talk about what is your most hated card or unliked card, just the worst card you can think of in the Pokemon TCG for any reason, mm-hmm. art, uh, it, it it burns you, whatever whatever reasoning.
2: So oh, that's a tough one there. Um, I have a, I'll give a two answer because there's a, there we go. a recent era and an old school era answer. Yeah. Um, okay. I love this. So for my recent era, I mean, everybody hates this card ADP. Let's just be honest. <laughs> right. And we all know why. There's not much to say about it. Yep. Um, there's no Ranger in standard while it was legal. Yeah, um, right. We far as all time though, I think though that there was one card that before that that was way more toxic, and it is Gardevoir from Secret Wonders. That card in the two thousand eight format was just so unbelievably broken. It centralized the metagame in ways that was that makes ADP look like. <laughs> Like a Sunday school preacher, just for lack of a better expression. Oh, it has a Poke Power and its attack were broken. So it's Poke Power, it's 110 HP, which was good for that era. Um, Telepass, once during your turn, before your attack, you may search your opponent's discard pile for a supporter card and use the effect of that card as the effect of this power. The supporter card remains in your opponent's discard pile. You can't use more than one Telepass Poke Power each turn, this power can't be used if Gardevoir is affected by a special condition. So you're using your opponent's discard pile's supporters.
1: Right. And I'm guessing that didn't count as your supporter for turn either.
2: No, it did not.
1: So you effectively got to use two supporters for the turn. I see Ooh. nothing wrong with that. Like, let's bring it back.
2: <laughs> but here's where the attack, though, for a psychic and two colorless. Psychic lock, 60 damage. During your opponent's next turn, your opponent can't use any Poké Powers on his or her Pokémon. So, uh,
1: uh, I'm guessing Poké Powers were rampant.
2: Yeah, so Telepath was a Poké Power from Gardevoir itself.
1: Yeah. Claydol
2: being the draw engine of the time.
1: Was the Poké Power?
2: Yes, so the so Gardevoir shuts off Claydol and your in opposing Gardevoirs. Your opponent, there's no big dump and draw seven supporters at the time. Right. It was a racer who got Gardevoir in play first, whoever won most of the time.
0: Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> sounds like it punishes your opponent for playing supporters, uh, because obviously yeah. they're in the discard pile. And it 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 punishes, or they have to have a play around where they cannot play supporters because they don't want to help Gardevoir. But at the same token, you try to set up with a clay doll or something like that. Hey, if they attack first, you're, now you're not drawing cards anyway. So you're kind of put in a position where you can't. You're you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't, um, kind of situation.
2: I mean, there yeah. were some things that could slow Gardevoir down, like cessation crystal, which makes it so that way. If it's it was a tool card that made it so that way, no Polka powers or Polka bodies were allowed in play mm-hmm. as long as that cessation crystal was in play, and it was. Which was a tool, and it didn't matter what was on your active Pokemon or your bench, and it was for right. both players, so it could show up Gardevoir's Poké Power. Okay, okay. But and then there was the Crystal Beach Stadium, which is basically like Temple of Sento of today,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but not quite as good as Temple of Senno. But in the end, you played Wind Windstorm, which is Field Blower, right? Just get rid right. of both of them, so it didn't really matter. Okay.
0: Well, I mean, at least it seemed like there were a lot of different kind of deck building decisions back then.
2: Yeah, it was. So I would say for anybody who complained about ADP, I I understand, but at least it wasn't that. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That sounds like that would be a huge uh, pain, um, especially when everyone's racing to use it. So Mm -hmm. it's a good piece of Pokemon history. right.
0: Alright, let's uh let's end this uh, uh you know standard four questions uh, with my favorite question. Um, what is your best Pokemon uh, memory to date? For any reason?
2: Hmm. So actually I'd have to say it's fairly recently. Um it was actually Mr. Raichu, Gumi, and Darren make kind of making me you know help out the newer players at league they are like you're right. not officially a professor right now but we're gonna put you to work
1: right <laughs> you know what you're doing you're getting uh-huh. oh yeah. yeah
2: you know because it's like you know it's like and it's actually kind of fulfilling to actually you know start to do some of that
0: right yeah. because
2: mr Raichu remembers me from when i was that small child so right, right. Yeah. even though I wasn't a passing this, of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah like the passing of the torch exactly
0: that's yeah. awesome. I, I know, like, we, we kind of talked about that a little bit with Chuck. Um, and I know our our local Ryan, our uh, Turtwig meta-analysis um, guy, um, he is definitely taking on himself and, and, you know, teaching the next generation of young uh, kids in our area um, with our, our Saturdays juniors only. Um, and then you kind of really just embracing them. And I think it's so important to have people like that in, as part of the community, um, you know, because the game – is a living game and you know hopefully we're playing this game in another 20 years and those those are the next generation of people that are to keep it going um so this can kind of keep that cycle uh continuing so no, i i love that answer because like probably like for myself it would be more of like a a, a greedy answer when i said success or something like that but then you know growing the community is so important um in, in my eyes so um no i love that
1: yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than when you're when you're trying to teach the young kids to uh, seeing their their eyes light up when they get to do something fun in mm-hmm. the game. Whether it's, um, I mean, the girl I was teaching just loved playing bug catcher, like rolling that coin just to see if she can get uh, extra cards. Right, uh, and then was like, uh, she had one of the one of the cards had a flip attack, and I was like, do you want to? do you want to gamble and maybe do some big damage? And she was like, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) So it's just like having them having fun makes, I was having fun while they, they, I was just watching them play. Like, but I'm having just as like uh, a whole lot of fun watching them. So it is, there is a lot of fulfillment, like you said, in, in teaching new, the new generation, how to play in and having that experience as well.
0: Yeah. I second that. Um, But yeah, that was, I loved all your answers. Um, You, you know, you gave a lot of in-depth answers and very thoughtful Um, and there are a couple cards that I didn't even know about. Uh, So, so thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So
1: So we're going to keep with, I was going to say we're going to keep with the format change of sliding the the fun stuff to the end. So we'll get to a little bit more of our discussion (laughs) And where are we gonna go first with our deeper dive with the show the show this um well yeah, um playing off
0: his name right his, exactly his yeah jersey. exactly so um <laughs> both both uh, Sandy and I um are lucky enough to con- uh, keep continuing on uh we both made top 32 um obviously we couldn't have done it alone um but I I, I want to talk um and get kind of singing these um the experience so far on this run from the beginning where it started um, to this point. And then I, I guess I'll, I'll kind of comment at least on this last round and kind of how it went. Um, but I, I want to hear your side of the coin. Um, how has this team challenge been treating you? And, you know, how is your team uh, gelled as a unit?
2: You know, this has been an amazing run. Um, I'm going to first give credit to our amazing T.O. Judge Bunny, um, right. for putting it all together and being there countless weekends and having the resources available. I want to give credit to judge buddy first and foremost.
0: Hey, can um, I interrupt you too, because I, I have to second that for our local, I did not give um, our local TO um, Nate, the, you know, our, 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 our TO for, you know, for this team challenge, any credit, he has made it so easy for us. Um, and Although he's not technically part of the team, um, I second that. Um, we couldn't have done it without his help and support and setting things up and scheduling.
2: Um, so the TO that, is part of the team. Right. What do you mean? Right. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you
0: can't see me, but I did the the air quotes. He definitely, <laughs> um, you know. So it's a huge part. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I had to give Nate some love there for sure.
2: Yes. Um, I would say this has been an amazing team run that we have a very cohesive unit, all a bunch of group, a great group of guys that, you know, we cover each other's weaknesses and we synergize each other's it, strengths very well. I'm going to give a shout out to then, to Eric, to Jamie, you all are great teammates. Um, I would say the one thing that I've really liked is, how smooth it's been and how, can, how much of a growth I've even seen in myself as a player in this one versus season one and season two right. um, of the team challenge. Season one didn't actually even qualify for a team. Mm-hmm. Season two lost the very first round of the playoffs and I was the reason. I, was, I just lost all three games playing mm-hmm. a terrible deck. Uh, right. Just putting it bluntly. <laughs> i mean
0: again um
2: sometimes you learn
0: from those failures and you said it bluntly it was it, you put it on you um 100 if you went oh three because of a deck choice uh, i'm sure you had to have learned a lesson from that
2: oh yeah <laughs> um, and then what but, was your other part of the question I'm so oh sorry. just
0: just how the run has gone so far i mean like yeah. you you kind of you, you talked a little bit about how you guys cover each other's weakness and are, are synergizing so um going into week to week, um how are you guys you don't have to tell us like hey what decks you're gonna play or anything like that but how were or, um, how do you come to the decision I guess um who gets what are you guys going heavy on one strategy um where you know you're playing similar decks where you're just trying to hope that they jump into your weakness um or are you kind of just trying to spread the board around you know what I'm saying where you have options in, in
2: different cases. So we before we even go over that we take a look at and see what one, what each person on our team is even good at playing. Right. Because if your teammates aren't good at playing one specific deck, it doesn't matter that it has a great spread because right. you're not going to play it optimally. Right. So we figure out one, what each person's strengths and weaknesses are first and foremost. Um, and then from there, we look at the the team challenge meta week to week, seeing what, has been popular what's been winning what hasn't been winning Mm -hmm. um what could potentially change but also looking at um limitless online tournament results or local 1k results that may not be on limitless just to see what have people been doing there right Um, but keeping those you know with a grain of salt because it is different you're not timed right so you you keep that in mind, like okay, if time's not a factor, what can I do differently with my deck in this situation?
0: It definitely lends to different deck choices um, for sure. Um, now, in this team challenge, um, you you know you play it by week by week, um, and, and again, obviously, you're you're staying within the comfort zone of the, of each each individual individual player because obviously you want to play to your strengths. That gives it the team. Um, the best option. Um, now, do you and your team, um, on any given deck, are you looking like on those last five cards? Are you looking to try to use those cards as kind of um, tech cards to win specific matchups, or are you looking for more consistency cards where you know you, you will be able to set up more often? Um, or is it decks specific? Um, so kind of speak to those that you know those last five, one to five cards per deck
2: so honestly that hasn't been our strategy um, mm. for them. neither one of them um, okay what we've been doing is we've actually been letting each other see the deck lists and having the team approve the list before we hit the submit button
0: right right
2: to see that what do you think of this i even had one of my teammates call out my deck choice And said, no, you need to add this card because you're forgetting about this and this will come up. You got away with this in the other previous weeks, but as the competition gets tougher and tougher, Mm -hmm. that's not going to slide anymore.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, I kind of had that realization moment, too, with a couple deck selections early. Um, And I'm definitely for me, like, kind of speaking to uh, this last week, I had a RCS, um, you know, box deck. Um, trying to cover, I had like, in, you know, as a group, as a unit, we kind of discussed what do we think we're going to f- uh, place, um, and what are some boxes we need to check that we can't have auto losses to. So for us last week, um, it was uh, Mu V Union um, and and Mill Tank. So no matter what deck we were playing, we needed to check both those boxes because um, the week pr- previous, I was uh, you know, Hockey is a good deck, uh, but if they if your opponent plays it right, you can never one-shot that Mewtwo V Union. Um and then if they're if their player is doing it right, they're gonna get that infinite loop. And no matter what you do, you're just gonna deck out eventually. Um going back to your your um you know unlimited time, basically, kind of a comment. So um learn lessons from there. Um, we decided as a group, hey, we need to be able to one-shot him so that way he can't do that. Um, you know, and it came out big, not just for my deck. Um, but for, for our ice rider or, or we, we threw ice rider in Palkia. Um, and we had, we had a a couple other decks that had answers to that as well. So, um, those are kind of like our high level, um, decision-making per deck. I mean, you know, you just need to have that box to check.
2: Right. I would say I want our decks. We, our strategy is make sure that you're submitting a deck that you are not going to get two losses on.
1: Right. Yeah, you
2: can't like every every week we've been like six and three, right? So we don't want to have two losses for one person,
0: right? I mean, it's a, it's a horrible feeling. I mean, I in my in the first round I did end up with two losses, kind of what we were talking about, um, just not having um, you know options to get out of situation. It's not even in, like the player misplays or anything. I don't feel like I had any like major gaps in in play it was more just that preparation um previous to it and and kind of doing that meta call um and then just kind of losing specific decks um just because of deck choices that you've made
1: yeah i mean those are those are good calls too and and i've been seeing a lot of things on twitter though that were where deck choices are are kind of crazy so like Right. The the player that brings Palkia, I mean, not that anyone would say if we're going to play Palkia is a bad choice, right? but I remember seeing a tweet where every single player brought Mewtwo v. Union. Right. So, like, that's that's a guarantee. Like, the Palkia player's like, I don't have a good matchup. like. But, so, the,
2: the, on the flip side, is that that team's lost, though, when
1: they right, did that. Right, so um, that was actually... So that it was depends our... on what the rest of the team put played, where they hopefully have good plays into the new no
2: all three players submitted new V. V union stall yeah, uh, yeah. and good. they lost because they did that right Bad so for- i mean
0: it goes into um reading the the team challenge meta because it, it it shifts really rapidly uh so you can look at you know on on um arcanine you can see what deck list players um you know played the week previous um it does not guarantee they'll stick with it so yeah. Um, two rounds ago, we teched heavily for our opponent, um, what we projected, what they were going to bring and ended up working, but we still went with that overall, like spread of coverage, um, and not like very like, um, auto wins on everything because it's the same deck. Um, it went on the flip side because that was Zoro dad's team. Uh, Jake Gearhart, uh, is on that team as well. So great players. They, they made a call and it went the opposite way on them. Um, so there's a lot of risk reward with meta calls, um, yeah. and I wouldn't say anybody specifically says that's the best deck and you always have to play it. But um, in a in a format like this, the the best deck isn't necessarily the best choice. No,
2: it's oftentimes probably the worst. Um, yeah, just to say it because it's gonna it has the big target on its back. It's very reminiscent. Of the format when Rushizard came out and right. how it was the big boy in town, but at NAIC, we see it didn't do well that year because it had a big target on its back,
0: right? Right yeah. now, and this, it, oh, sorry, Jack, go was, for it.
1: I was gonna say in this format offers a smaller uh field to think about because you're not looking at uh, when you go into this week to week and you can change your deck choice, change your deck up, you're looking at a field of three to four three to four players so you're not necessarily like all right i i just have to not like uh not lose the palkia like over seven rounds you're looking at it is i need i need to beat like these two or three decks and then maybe i punt to this one but Mm. i will beat these other two that are probably going to get played so it's a lot different of a dynamic of deck choice which makes more creative deck building options because you can tech differently with those one to five cards that jake was talking about
0: right so like going into like a big tournament like worlds or nic or anything like that like currently paul i would say is resoundingly the bdif overall especially in a format like that because you're you're going to maybe find you know maybe 10 percent of your matchups are a deck that counters it um but in in a in a format like this it's like you're at least getting two right like it's going to be maybe 50 50 um because everybody's expecting that so it definitely weighs differently on what your deck decision is um and being able to change up week to week really weighs heavily on that
2: yeah. you said it best i mean in this whole run so far i've literally only played against two paul so right it's team challenge meta it's not that popular
0: Right, exactly. Like I would not say, and I had said this even testing in, in my locals um the last week with my the Arceus the box um with, with Tapu Kokos. I'm like this I would never bring this deck to a regional, but in this tournament, I feel like it is like at least for you know the last week it was it was the play. Um, you know, going forward next week, uh, maybe not so much, uh, you know, because it continuously changes. Um I I do anticipate because I've seen a few. Um, you know, we're seeing less Dunsparce currently. We're seeing a little bit more lightning techs or things that are weak to light or uh fighting. So I do anticipate seeing a surge of fighting this week potentially. Um, so do you try to, you know, play that instinct game and try to counter the protect, project your projection for next week? I, I don't know what the answer really is.
2: I'll have to talk with my teammates on that one and we'll come up with a conclusions together.
0: Right, for sure. <laughs> well, collusion until the end. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, well, actually, that
0: kind of brings me to the next point. Um, now, you you kind of briefly touch on this, but with, with speaking with your team, um, obviously – you know, everybody has a role to play while they're playing what the decks are, you know, what decks they are great with and what decks they may not be so good. Um, when it comes to preparation, um, how do you guys break down the roles, um, at least within your team dynamic?
2: As far as who is being the team captain for the week, is that what you mean? Uh,
0: no, just, just prepping, prepping. Um, and, and ultimately, like you said, one of your teammates called you out on a specific deck, uh, choice. Um, so like, is that on everybody um, to be able to, you know, keep each other accountable and kind of say, hey, um, these are kind of the directions we want to go?
2: Yes, everybody does all the same job. We all do. it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: There, we all look at the meta together. We all look at each other's 60 card list together. We all see what's been working, what's not been working.
0: Right. Okay. I mean, that's fair. That's I kind of expected that's kind of what we're doing as a team as well on uh, sports construction. So, um, yeah. Um, no, I, I really enjoy this team team format um, going, you know, kind of ending our season um, with that. Like before we move on to, you know, the world's stage, is there anything else about the, the team challenge format that you want to mention or, or bring up before we move on?
2: It's just that, it, you know, it, it makes you think very differently about the game in um, the one thing that considers that this is open deck list. Right. Um, so you can you can keep your text there, but also keep in mind your opponent knows what your texts are. Right. So they can to some level play around it. Um, that was one of the call outs that one of my the same teammate made in a previous week. He said your list would be great in a closed list environment. Mm -hmm. Do not play this for team challenge though. Right. Because yeah, you've got this hole, this hole, this hole, you can get away with these holes um, in a closed list environment because your opponent won't know that those holes are there. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Um, Well, I guess that being said, um, you've been in the game a long time. Like you said, since the toys R us era. Um, what kind of format do you like better do you do you like uh the closed deck lists or do you like the open deck list? where you know there's there's kind of give and take on both of them i guess because you you both have the same advantages disadvantages as your opponent what 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 do you find more enjoyable i guess
2: so i like how the online presence has made the game more accessible to more people and that you don't necessarily have to be the richest to travel to go to all these regionals mm-hmm. or to go to international championships with that said, though, the one I prefer closed decks, because it's more creative um, and, right. and it's more skill based at that point, I feel, but if there was a way that we could put the skill based closed list with making the game more accessible, it would be uh, that would be my ideal situation
0: right I mean that would be awesome I just on the online format I don't ever really see closed lists being a thing because that there's too much gray area with people changing their decks and stuff like that right. um but I, I I do agree um being having that closed deck um even going into a tournament even if your opponent has that like that spice um sometimes it's it's kind of fun puzzle to try to 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 figure out on the fly uh, and and then when you do figure it out it, it's a pretty um gratifying feeling
2: that and i will say that the closed lists um they don't change the meta nearly as rapidly as an right. open list right uh, before the yeah. pandemic the meta was it shifted but not day to day to day to day
0: right and i feel like when we went back to irl play um when we you know the the australians internets was the first one um the meta definitely did shift but it wasn't i guess it wasn't as crazy at fast as it was during pandemic um and then i think i've seen a little bit of a switch again for the team challenge where it's going back to that rapid almost daily it's changing um kind of thing uh so I do enjoy that kind of trying to keep up and try to be ahead of the wheel. That's, that's another portion of, you know, skill expression and trying to um, be good at predicting that. So I think that's huge into a, in a format like team challenge. All right. So let's jump on and talk about worlds because Worlds is coming up in what, two weeks from now on the 18th, I believe it starts. Um, So, going into worlds um have you have you done a worlds um in the past
2: no i have okay. never actually qualified for worlds i've been okay. really truth to be told had the work schedule had the right. funds to travel to these right. different cups i've just kind of done the local events and then just tried to do
1: well at those and just have fun with that
0: oh i mean there's 100 yeah. percent nothing wrong with that.
1: And that i mean that is I mean, it it doesn't – a world's end fight doesn't really, like, just grow locally. You Mm. do kind of have to expand that play area out and or do really well at a regional that may be local to you. Um, If you try to stay within, like, a a one state – I mean, you get two states because you're close to your border city – but uh, if you were really trying to stay in like a home state and didn't have funds to travel out of state to play in some events, it would right, be terribly luckily, hard to try and make that off of just off of just local events. So, luckily, Portland.
2: Luckily, Portland though is where regionals is most right. of yeah, the time yeah, every right. year.
1: Yeah, so no, really, you, got,
0: you got Seattle near you. You got uh, Utah near you. So you have you have places that are, you know are within driving distance. I think so. Seattle.
2: Seattle can't host regionals due to Washington State law. Oh,
0: dude, really? Uh, I I no idea it, about that. There's I'm, a
2: Washington State law regarding gambling, um, uh, and the way that the law in, interprets gambling. That's why the last Seattle regionals was the last one a few years. Ooh, ago.
1: okay. Well, I learned something or, new for, today. <laughs> well, well, I, I kind can of never have a regionals again. Oh man. Oh, but that's. I mean, but like you said, you do have regionals there, so you at least get to. Even if you don't travel, you at least get to experience the large, large events and have the opportunity to to test your metal against in those fields, right? Right. So, and and again, um,
0: just speaking to the cost of it, it's not cheap. Um, even if you do well and you max out your local events at your like cups and your local league or your leagues, that's still not going to be enough points. You're definitely going to have to go to a few regionals or or regional esque level um, plays um even if you you know do semi well you might have a chance but you're still gonna have to travel spend money on hotels um either driving uh with gas because that's not uh that's not cheap right now um flying um <laughs> so there plus just the event in, in itself um so yeah if you're if you're committed to make a run it's not going to be you know easy on your pocketbook and there's definitely something that's to be said about that um cost wise and just schedule wise so we're adults, most of us. Um we we have, you know, real life, we have bills, we have uh other responsibilities. So it, it mm-hmm. it's tough. Um, there's a lot of different factors that go into worlds. It's not even just uh, you know, your skill at all, because clearly uh you're a hell of a player. Um, you know, I've played I played with and against you um a few times and I've seen your successes um within your local uh group. And you know, obviously this this is a big run so far.
2: Well, have have you qualified for Worlds? Either of you? No, I, I
1: no. So we're no, both. No, we're,
3: that's
1: what that's what I mean. Like I traveled to two events and walked away with nothing. So it's it. I it, am uh, nobody when it comes to Worlds qualifications, but uh, it, I, I'm just knowing that even if I had local events, like I know we have to, I I have to go farther away than just what we would have here in pittsburgh right or even next door to ohio um in events to try and get enough points to to actually qualify right so
0: we're both pandemic uh players uh we we joined right before pandemic um so you know we never really had a full season this was our first uh quote unquote full season and we never had that that local um you know point um you know opportunities um if everything's back to normal next season, I'm making a run on it. Um, you know, I'm I've kind of have a little bit of a nest egg saved up for travel funds for for that kind of thing, um, and I'm hoarding some PTO. And actually, I think after this year, I get an extra week, so I should be good on that front um, to to really make a run at it. Um, I feel like I can, um, just haven't done it yet. I was, you know, went to a couple uh, regionals this year and was on the cusp of making cut um, a few a few times.
2: Maybe I might yeah. be able to, could my partner was saying that they always wanted to go to Australia. So I was, maybe I can, you know, kind of find some way we can squeeze Oceana in there. So right. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, who's
1: put a vacation, right? Go into that stacked field of players. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, that's the th- thing that I want to do too, because I, I want to add uh, vacation. I mean, I would like to get over the, the West coast more and and now we, we, you know we we know people out in Oregon uh, and and things like that and, and I'd love to come out there and participate in a in a portland regional or right. or Vancouver regional Can't um, be. Oh, yeah, yeah. if need be um and meet some people in person like I want to make face-to-face friends so right uh, that's what I'm getting excited for that so yeah I mean I have family in California I go back every year
0: hopefully i can maybe kind of schedule that where i go go see them fly up to oregon play an you know play an event then come home or something to that effect um no, i'm just i'm excited about that but um before we kind of move on from you know big, tournament big big tournament play you know we are 2 weeks away um can we talk a little bit about um the meta that we're in and what do you expect the world's meta to look like um, what are some of the decks that you, you think that are going to see success and are there a couple sleeper cards that might go into a deck or two um, to maybe propel a deck up to that, you know, that success level, where maybe we didn't think of a card um, going there.
2: Um, yeah, actually. So the obvious ones we're going to see, we're going to see Palkia. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Arkansas. We're going to see new VMAX. We're just going to see those. Mm-hmm. Um as far as sleeper picks, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a Radiant Zard somewhere in the top eight. Right. It, I, I, That's really my sleeper pick. It hasn't really, I don't think someone's really cracked it yet to be perfect, but right. I think, though, within the next two weeks, somebody will.
0: Oh, yeah. The, the people that are prepping for Worlds, are in test, like heavy test mode right now, um, really developing uh, a deck, a closed deck list like we kind of talked about. So there there will be surprises popping up for, you know, people that know the meta, but, you know, might not know what's coming up because I, I think that a lot of people save some of their big pulls for this kind of time of
2: year. The one thing that I think that people need to watch out for is disrespecting Control, and I don't mean new stall. I mean control. Um, I think the sleeper sleeper card that's not radiant Zard, it's gonna be block Snorlax. There, I said it. I said it. Block lax
0: Block lax I've only had experience against it once on the ladder. Nobody locally.
2: So I mean, it's gonna it watch. It's gonna make some deep run. I that's right. gonna be my well, big.
0: Again, wow. like with with uh, with having closed deck lists, with having you know a card like that that most people haven't had experience against and don't know how to deal with it because uh, you know, you know players like you, you know the three of us um know the top decks. um you know, they're about to 60 and we have a very general, hey, I'm playing against this, even if I'm favored or if I'm if I'm a little uh, slightly less favored, this is my route. This is kind of how I need to do it. I think a big a big key to a lot of people's success, especially in tournaments like that, is the surprise factor and your opponent just not knowing how to deal with you at all. Uh, And a a lot of times that is all it takes and then
1: you just win.
2: And I think it's going to be somebody from Europe doing it too.
1: Right? Yeah. (laughs) I think um, that's the... I'm looking for someone creative out of Europe to come up with a deck like that. I think that's going to be the the unknown factor so i mean a control deck is i think will be the unknown factor that just comes out of nowhere and is a surprise because there's i mean we've seen this mewtwo control like become popular and can and can function in the meta so i feel like obviously control can function in the meta and i think someone's going to come up with something radically different and then it'll well, just kind of like throw everyone off the curve. That that
0: deck is a perfect example of what we were just talking about because when uh, I'm sorry when why when Xander brought that out at, at NAIC, um, the majority of players had no idea how to deal with it, and I think he won a lot of games because of it. Um, now that with, it's been in the meta, there's a little bit more you know you know known commodity about it, and you can deal with it a little bit more with some decks. Which like.
2: I find interesting because one. We know he only plays alternate wind conditions. You see that's who you're going to be paired against. You should automatically. It's not a secret as to who he is. <laughs> right. Exactly. So you know to play your game differently.
0: Right. Um,
2: <laughs> and two, I will say I do want to make the distinction. That's not really a control deck. That's a stall deck.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Stall. yeah.
2: yeah they stall. I know that's kind of a pet peeve of mine and Leah's <laughs> Leah, shout out to her. She loves alternate wind deck conditions, too. Um control and stall aren't the same thing. Control right. l- looks to take control of your opponent's board state. Yeah. Stall doesn't really care about your opponent's board state. Right. Um, it just wants to deny prizes and heal or just deny prizes.
0: Yeah, just outlast you, make you deck out, stuff like that. I that's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fair. Um, yeah, I, Listen, I love that call I actually, on,
1: on stall. I will th- I don't know if the, the control cards are are there like in general, like actual taking control. Um I think we do have better, I think, stall cards in the meta at the moment, but I feel like if you the control would be the one that can win. Stall will get you there, but I don't think it'll win because of the tie-breaking factors when it comes to being top cut. Because mm-hmm. once you're in that top eight and everyone knows how like they, they know you're playing the a stall deck they'll play differently we saw it really hard for stall player to be able to come out on top but right. that's why i think if they can figure out a control style with something that is actually more control less stall i mean obviously there's there's crossover between the two but way to actually lock it in uh, then i think that'll that'll find a way to win
2: I think ultimately it is going to come down to somebody, you know, not disrespecting control style decks that's going to end up being able to overcome this, but watch out for block lacks. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Right. I mean, I've always feared those kind of decks because it always fundamentally goes against everything I ever want to do. Uh, and thankfully, since I've been in the game, there hasn't been a prevalent one. Um, but I, I think Stahl's time is coming. Um, yeah, it it it's been out of the game, yeah, out of relevance in the game for I think too long. For you know, for it, you know, just not. To, it needs to come back. I guess
2: there are I, two reasons though for that. Though one, it's online meta. Mm-hmm. It it's not going to survive in it. It, it can't thrive in an open list because you know all the surprises or all right. the texts. Mm-hmm. It needs closed list environment. Yeah, um, right. And then two the tag team era was kind of designed to kill that strategy. Right.
0: I mean, we are slightly going back now to, you know, the two prizers, the one prize. We do see um, maybe they're not like viable, um, quote unquote, uh, decks to win tournaments like Worlds, but we we are seeing a number of one prize decks um, see at least playability um, and can sneak out a tournament win from time to time. You, you know, the Soul Rocks deck, love it or hate it, um, it can just steamroll things um ditto boxes there's plenty of different options there um you know we got the reggie's um you know to even an extent we still got the the malamar decks um so there are plenty of different one prizes that are starting to creep in a year or a year ago there was no way you would ever mention a one prize deck like at all like who was it like leon's art and that was not good even though i wanted to push it out there um you, you were never talking about one price or deck ever so at least they're starting to creep back into the conversation
2: so what is your sleeper pick then for worlds or your sleeper cards
1: i uh, i if if you saw earlier on twitter i i just find that my dark horse is ice horse i don't i just feel like Ice Rider can handle those big boys uh, quicker and kind of like less messy than a lot of other cards that are popular. I find that it might be able, with the right field of opponents, be able to gallop its way right into the winner circle. But, I mean, I may be wrong. I don't know. I I just I just find that its ease of, of killing a 200 HP V-Star so much uh, easier than anything else I've tried at the moment
2: see my other posts are there right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um but no I, you even see my comment it's not a dark horse it's a nice horse right Yeah. so mine is a little bit off what
0: most people would think and after last week and kind of just the, the amount of time I poured into this this week uh, or last week with the deck selections um Tapu Koko VMAX um, it plays really well right now. I think in the general meta game, it it plays well against Palkia. Uh, obviously, you're not hitting uh, the Ice Horse for weakness, um, but a lot of times your deck may be coming from behind, and not a lot of decks are playing switch out cards, um, ropes, switch itself. A lot of them are playing balloons or manner retreat or or scoop up nets, something like that. That's how we kind of move or pivot our Pokemon currently. Um, so. You know, parallelization, huge, one shot on a bunch of meta decks, huge. Um, and in combination with Path and Roxanne, Path and Marnie, um that and it all, I think Tapu Coco is in the best place it's been since it's come out.
2: So Judge Bunny would love to hear that answer. Um, because <laughs> he loves Tapu Coco like he loves Victini. Um, oh, well,
0: Coco right now is better than Victini ever was, and I'm sorry, Judge Bunny. Um, you love you, you love the the electric, but I, that, that uh, Victini was never. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was never convinced <laughs> with Victini. I tried,
2: <laughs> but um, the one thing that I've always wondered though with Coco is how does it beat Arc Intel when it has the Sharon's care though to kind of get out of it? Uh, that is
0: that so. It would. It, it's. It's not at least where I'm saying it's going to be part of a counter box deck. It's maybe okay. not the focal point, but it is that sleeper card that gets you above there. So if you can't get past Sharon's care, you need other answers. Um, and yeah. Arceus is the perfect card for that to give
1: you plenty of different fighting options because <laughs> there there is a lot of options there. I I i thinking on it like thought process. I do like Coco's. Um, like, what it brings into the water side of the Pokemons that are out there, like, it's just obviously Chaos, Palkia. Uh, Ice Rider would, if you're playing an Ice Rider-centric deck, you will most likely hate to see that paralyzation, uh, because mm-hmm. you're not running a lot of switchouts, and you are most likely having a belt attached to it, so uh, if you do run a Balloon, mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be on Frost your... Cross Switcher on your is Rider. one thing that can kind of stop it, that, I, I, but... Uh, that, that that would be like there are a couple switches in my deck I have a couple, but yeah, the general meta that, I don't it, feel it's not something you're a lot. gaming for. Right. Yeah, it's not something you're you're planning to be paralyzed, right? Which is where it'll catch you. Because you might not be thinking about I, I gotta save this for paralyzation later. But um so you might be able to easily take that two shot because all I could do is Melanie and, and be able to hit you again, but I'm paralyzed. So Yep, that's my sleeper pick. <laughs> that's a more off the wall than mine. That's rare for me. I think usually I'm. I'm not, well, usually you're the you're the one closer to the to the to aisle, and I'm the guy yes. that's over in left field with my sleeper. Yeah, pick. But,
0: but I feel like I feel like when it, whenever you're off in left field, you're hooking that way foul. It's into the stadium. It's into the stadium. Yeah, that's as, what, as a, it's a definite foul ball. I feel like mine is hugging that line and it's just
1: staying fair like, Dude, that's right on the other I, side of that fair pool. That's what I did with Lilligan when I went to NAIC. No, and I, or, Lilligan was yeah, – that, that, that wasn't even – That, was that a, wasn't even up playing, the left, that left was, field. No, <laughs> no, that was me playing golf, and I hit it right to the hole. It was going straight, like, all the way till it peaked in the air, and then it just shanked left. And no, I was thinking more,
0: rock. of a you just pop fly, <laughs> it, it. went directly above you and out of the stadium that way. That's, that's how no, how no, I, it,
1: it had – It had some legs, which is why I went with it for for how long I did. But then it definitely, once we got to the the main event, when it had to hit the green, it went left. Right.
0: Oh, that that was fun. Either way, uh, enough of being derailed. Um, No, I think that was a lot of, I think we all had some interesting answers. And definitely everyone has some merit, for sure. Um, I'm excited to be able just to sit down and watch Worlds, um, the stream games, And be a part of that. Um, we'll see if I get to watch it live or if I'm forced to play my team challenge game at the same time, which I hope I have to play at the same time. There is no team
2: challenge that week, isn't there? No, that's my week.
0: They're giving you a week off. That's news to me. Well, that's there we go. Then I'm going to sit down and watch it. I'm
1: going to, there's going to be a a watch party for sure. Yeah, if if I just because I was a TO, I'm, I'm still getting seeing all the. Communication, but you play this weekend mm-hmm. And then you are off Worlds weekend And then if you were to win this weekend You would play in two weeks after Worlds
2: Okay They, they counted on too many people being in the Top uh, 16, 16. Being, 16 Yeah Top 16 actually being Worlds players I mean that is
1: 100% fair <laughs> Well even I mean Even if it was only one player I feel like that would be a really fair. Crappy thing to do to one player even though you could just sit out that week but you're like i ran to top 16 and now i just have yeah, to say i mean no if your opponent I'm... if you
0: yeah if your opponent does their diligence and know who's on the team and you know what deck they submitted um they know that that person's not playing so <laughs> yeah
1: all right well so, I mean, that's that's a smart a smart
0: bye week no i i i agree with that bye week 1000 percent, and i think it was a great move on pokemon's part all right, so we're kind of starting to wrap this up. Um, so let's let's jump into our shenanigans um, and well, do all our fun stuff there.
1: Why don't we break the sh- the fun stuff up, and we'll go to our meta report now. Let's do it. Let's let's go to the meta report with Ryan. Let's talk to Twerk Twig and see what's going on.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to... Turtwig talks the meta. This is your host Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week we have 17 tournaments, 1,638 unique deck plays, and 4,272 matches to cover this week. So without further ado, let's hop into those top 8s. Starting off, Ice Rider had 10 top 8s, Arceus Duraladon had 10 top 8s, Mew Genesect had 16 top 8s, Arceus Dex had 20 top 8s, and Palkia Dex had 42 top 8s to round off this week. Now, let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Palkia Inteleon, Arceus Inteleon, Mew Genesect, Arceus Pikachu, and Arceus Duraladon. Notable changes to Palkia Inteleon, Arceus Pikachu, The Rocks, Dialga, Inteleon Box, and Arceus Duraludon. Notable changes to Palkia are it was up in win percentage by 3.5%, being dominant this week at a 54% win rate for the week. Arceus Flying Pikachu was up in win percentage by 75 almost 8% this week, having it wow also dominating at 55% win rate rounding off the week. The Rocks were down in win percentage by 4%. Diago was down in win percentage by 30%. Inteleon Bucks was Box. <laughs> was up in win percentage by 10%, but still under 50%, so 385 up to 48 Not too great for it. Arceus Duraludon was up in win percentage by 8%, bringing it to 575 win percentage this week, being the top win percentage deck of the week. Great job, Arceus Duraludon, for an awesome performance this week. I would like to thank our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out our local players. Thanks again for showing up guys, I love and appreciate all of you. I would also like to shout out our Juniors and their parents for coming out to our Saturday Juniors League at Heroes Inc. Comics. You guys have been making my weeks better by being so wholesome and awesome. Now let's talk about the decks that won this week. All these decks had a single win this week, those being Arceus. Ice Rider, and Inteleon Charizard. RC's Pikachu had two wins, Mew Genesect had five wins, and Palkia, stealing the wins this week, had seven wins for the week. Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe, and take care, Pokemon trainers.
1: Thank you, Ryan, for another great meta report. Um, Let's go to, as always, the news. With this uh, week, what do we have for news, Jake? I didn't see too much. What do we want to go to first? So there's not a
0: whole lot of news. Um, There was a kind of interesting article slash um, just announcement, really. um, And that is at Worlds this year. Um, that we are going to get a sneak peek at some Pokemon and the new mechanic um, coming up for the next set. Um, I don't think that's really a shocker to anybody anybody part of this um, you know game for any time uh, for you know any part of time here. Um, every year at Worlds they kind of do this and they kind of leak a little bit of news um, of you know, a little bit of hype uh, for the next mechanic. Uh, I know they did that for V stars. Uh, or uh v pokemon um you know the last worlds uh and kind of went on from there so um yeah so i i'm
1: excited uh you guys have any speculation of what that may be i was gonna say if you don't ask i'm gonna go i'm gonna go two questions real quick questions on this for for everyone as a round table for the new when scarlet and violet comes out pokemon v they still here yes or no jake
0: Sorry, say that one more time?
1: Pokemon V, like V Pokemon. Yes. Are they still here when Scarlet and Violet starts coming out? Yes or no? No. No more Sandy. no more
0: prints will come out.
1: Sandy? Yes or no if Pokemon V going to still be around?
2: I mean, obviously, they're still going to be in the meta because they're F-block. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but, 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 but coming out, I mean, are, uh, are they going to continue printing Pokemon V?
2: I'm going to say yes, but alongside, but they're going to do it in a different way.
0: Okay. Do um, you want to expand upon this different way?
2: I said I think they'll do it, but I think they may allow basics to evolve into Pokemon V instead.
1: Oh, like they kind of changed GXs, but we're Mm -hmm. going to go reverse. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that idea. But I'm going to say no, because it's going to go with my hope that the the way the mechanic comes out, uh, that they won't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Second question. How, uh, if anyone hasn't seen the new mechanic of uh, terrestrializing in, in the video game, where you become a crystallized Pokemon with different typing, how do you think they're going to make that happen in the card game? Jake, actually, no, I'll go Sandy first this time.
2: I'm hoping that it's very similar to breaks and level X's, honestly, yeah. but except but combining a little bit of both where you have it so, um that they're not counting against your card counts, but you can still use the abilities. You still have the attacks, the ret- retreat costs of your previous stage. That's how I'm kind of hoping.
1: Yep. Jake, what do you think? Uh,
0: I, um, I would... I. Previous to 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 the Radiance, I would have said they were more like Prism Stars or potentially something to that effect, where it was like a a really powerful effect, but you could only play one of in the deck. Um, that's where I was kind of leaning in the <clears throat> previous. Um, I don't know if they would have two different types of one ofs um, that you could place into a deck. Um, so I might have to lean more towards Sandy's idea. Um, again. Um, that was before my
1: time i haven't really dealt with that kind of mechanic um but i could definitely see that for sure i I'm, I'm hoping that they are like level xs kind of like sandy said or i guess even breaks where you will evolve from you have to uh, like get to the pokemon and then you could basically evolve it again but level it up or terrestrialize it in in scarlet and violet terms but then the the break or the evolution we're talking about is more like a delta species where it changes type because that's the whole like gimmick of the mechanic is that it mm-hmm. changes type. So I'm hoping for like a, a level X Delta Species crossover. That's my big hope. And they're all still like single price Pokemon. I don't know if level what? X's were too... were level is two prizes? I can't no. remember.
2: Big yeah. Single See, price. I'm
1: hoping they're still all single price Pokemon.
2: But See, bring I, back
1: double I know that's not gonna happen, but that's my hope.
2: But bring back double rainbow energy when they do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean,
0: ultimately, I think the biggest hope for me is just get rid of three prizers, phase them out of the game where they're not relevant. Um, That just leads. And I've talked to this before, but it just leads to um, longer games. So that leads to more decisions through the games. And that's when that skill expression really um, shows itself. So there's less chance. Um, you know, of, you know, just you get your Pokemon down of first and evolve it first, uh, and that's almost like end-all be-all. Um, it's not nearly as bad as it was right um, when we had tag teams where it's like, oh, I got mine and I attack first, I win. Um, it's starting to phase towards that, and I just, I would love it if there wasn't that three-prize option where you were at least, um, you know, having more gameplay, more comeback mechanics, more Nuances. If you fall behind early, if, if you fall back, fall fall behind, you know, three prizes and none. It's not over. You can still come back.
1: Yeah. I I agree with you on that sentiment as well. I think the uh is it, is it F block is going to be the last block with with is Like F in the chat for Vmax. <laughs> Hopefully,
2: no. We we still need Hatterane, uh Vmax. Not Give like... me that. We never got that. Well,
0: this V star is fine, right?
2: <laughs> he never got a V star either. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. Just, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll make a compromise.
1: That's Violet.
2: They, they still give it to us, but they'll make it F block. There you they go. give it to us late, but make right. it F block.
1: Black Star promo had a revimex. Yeah. It was like two years after the V because it came out in the box. Yeah. So,
0: any more news? Um, yeah, so there was. Um, I don't know if this was new. I think it's new. I don't feel like I've seen it before. Uh, but the Hissuian uh, Zoroark V V and V Star um, uh, th- those were revealed. Um, it, and I guess I'll I'll go to the V Star. I'm gonna just skip the V like always. Um, so this is a colorless attacker. Um, it is weak to fighting, resistance to none, retreat of two, um, and HP of. 270 so you know for for as we're kind of going down that that's a pretty decent number there um so it has an attack and a v star uh ability um so the attack uh bell for curse uh 150 damage x uh so this attack does 50 damage for each of your uh uh, each of your pokemon that has any damage counters on it um so we've seen decks like this that that do more damage per that so you're probably wanting to put it in a deck that you know hurts itself on the bench um there are a few options and i'm sure there'll be more options that kind of go along with that so that that can be a good attack it really just depends on the meta and what the supporting cast is um but it also has an ability um phantom star v star power You may use this ability during your turn, discard your hand and draw seven. We were talking about that early. There was none of that back in the past, Uh, but hey, now you can do it twice because now you can use uh, phantom stars and then you can Professor's Research on top of that. And then you could Barrel on top of that. And so it it is a dig card. What do we think about
1: uh, the Zorark? I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I think we did see this before. I'm ready to play this type of deck. I was super excited with primate count out that he did a very similar attack. Um, I don't know what it is, but I like having a bunch of damage counters on my side of the board and, mm. and hitting you for the four damage based on punishing. The fact that I'm all yeah, damage.
0: punishing you. Yeah, <laughs>
1: punishing you for me for me damaging myself. Um, that is I'm all for those types of decks so I'll be playing this uh, come catch me at league. you'll get some Zorarka there.
2: I think it's gonna be tier two slash robe tier two at the best um it it's not going to be a heavy hitter it's kind of slow it doesn't really have a good mill tank answer in terms of competitive play um but you'll still have some fun with it yeah i I mean it can abuse cards like d like double turbo energy it can abuse cards like powerful colorless energy so 100%.
0: one hundred percent. I mean, do we feel like the V Star power is good enough? Obviously, when Shady Dealings rotates, um, we're gonna have less options as far as consistency Pokemon. Obviously, we still have Ribeiro. Um, we still have Arceus. You know that that's gonna be broken until the day it rotates. But um, do we feel that this is viable just in the ability, um, or do you think just to have double double professors is maybe not good enough?
2: So go ahead no but for a different reason mm-hmm. the reason is because i think at that point we're going to be looking more at a single prize meta um and i don't think that this is going to trade too favorably into single prizers
1: i'll i'll Good say points. it i'm going to say no two for a different reason um if you're going to tech a card in because you want a consistency card and this isn't going to be what you're doing with your deck so the Zorark attack does nothing for a deck that isn't kind of like built around doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're usually just using it for the discard draw seven. I would rather have Arceus and just I go agree. I agree. Um, Arceus um, is
0: just a better colorless attacker.
1: Trinity Nova is useful in any deck. Like getting energies, useful. 180 damage off of three energy or or, or two attaches, useful. Um, just in better, just a better consistency helper card. If you're gonna tech something in like that, that's. I all. agree.
0: I agree, but I think that the reason this art article did come out is because there's alternative arts that kind of was revealed. I think that's what it was. Well, um, yeah, and those this, are beautiful. This, like you can't deny that those those the, these cards this, are really look good, good looking.
1: This came out because uh, there's going to be a. Uh, how you remember a hearing about the Palkia and the Dialga? V Star box with the mm-hmm. alternate arts um the full art versions in there that's what's going to happen with zorark um, right. in a in a in a box they're going right. to do that with zorark as well all right well that's but, it for the news really um so
2: let's
0: get I, into- I only have
1: one thing i wanted to bring up in the news block because it came out um that there are promo decks that are, are being given out to stores and they're actually, they tested this at kind of at Gen Con, which is why it just happened uh, over the weekend. Uh, they're, they're testing decks at Gen Con of beginner decks. And they have a Greninja deck, a Umbreon deck and a Lucario deck. say it right. Mm-hmm. The only reason I bring this up is because the V Pokemon they give you in that deck, unlike a, a, a theme deck or a battle deck that you would buy at the store, the card is not hollow. So I only bring it up as a public service announcement for leagues, tos, judges out there in the future. There could be a, a none of the cards are extremely playable except for necessarily the Umbreon, but there could be non-holo versions of these cards in play at league nights where someone might look at it and go, "That looks like a fake card." What's up? Just know that they are out there. That's all. All right, Chuck. Talk- all right.
0: Let's get into some trivia. It's, it's time, time for trivia, trivia. Trivia. All right. I will start us off today on some trivia. All right. All right. Let's get to it. So, so Sandy, uh, if if you are not familiar, we I always play guess that Pokemon, this ability and/or attack belongs to. Um, I always pick standard legal, uh, so you don't have to worry about reaching too far back into the past. So, this card is an ability. So, guess that Pokemon this ability belongs to? Back order.
2: Mm Am I going to be
1: additional order?
2: I don't know what that one is. Back order. This sounds familiar. Back order. I have no idea. Arangaroo V.
1: Tell me he's right. I'm going to go with Sandy. Arangaroo V.
0: V. Pulls it out. Way to go. Uh, So, again, uh, back order. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is in the active spot, you may search your deck for up to two Pokemon uh, tool cards, reveal them, and put them into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. Um, So, pretty good. You could just... Take cards out of your deck, item cards a lot. Obviously, he needs to get out of the active. He has two um, retreats, so you can, you know, start the game with like a balloon and something else, a Pokemon search, something, um, and then kind of pivot from there. Uh, and then just the rest of the game, you know, potentially, um, pretty good card to have, uh, depending on that. Was... Obviously, the card isn't never really seen a lot of play yet, but there, there, that's one of those cards. Fill. It, well, yeah, but that's always one of those cards where it's like on the cusp of being good. Keep it in the back pocket because it might just click and be there. Um, so that is definitely a card to still keep an eye out. Um, because it will still be, it is well, it is f block, so I mean, eventually it, it's going to rotate, but
2: <laughs> not, not uh, yeah, yeah. Well, in, not like over a year,
0: over a year, over a yeah. year.
2: It's better than Greedent for now, so yeah. I mean, it's not. Because it's not evolving,
0: right? Yeah. But way to, right. way to go, Sandy. I'm pulling that. I got Chuck stumps.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had me stumped. I didn't know. Sandy saved me. Um, I'm going to put this on hard mode. I'm going to give you guys an ability on a card. I'm just going to give you the name. So I will say you can get this right if you can tell me what the ability does or the Pokemon. And bonus points if you can give me both. All right. So this is an ability and I'll tell you it's on a water pokemon. The ability name is enthusiastic dance.
0: Oh, that's that's uh that's not hard mode. That's a uh, Ludicolo. Hello. And he boosts the damage uh...
2: 100 damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: 100 damage. I only know that because going into New Jersey, well, I mean, that deck was good going into New Jersey, but um I was I forget what was. I was playing Arceus dark box and I I saw what my opponent was playing and I kept my bench. Yeah, he was playing Suicune and I kept my bench very, very short. I had two on the bench, my one attacker. Um, And Ludicolo would have never, ever got there. Uh, He said his board stayed up perfectly how he's supposed to. And I just remember him getting the evolution, scoop up net, doing it again on the same turn and then hitting me for (laughs) that much damage. I'm like... It came out of nowhere. He had two, so he had he had two of the um, whatever the the basic is. He had, had the scoop up net. Yeah, 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 yep. And he had the scoop up net and two candies, <laughs> and and he had echoing horn too to, to to really kill me there. I was like knock out of nowhere. So that card I mean, is burned in my. You gotta memory. give
1: like you gotta give him a little pat on the back for that play. Right, like just being able to have it and then come yeah. up with it. And I forget but
0: the player's name, but I, I remember he's uh, in the Seattle area. He's part of Mellow Magic group. So, um, props to props to him on that. Uh, and you scarred me for life when it comes to uh, Ludi
1: <laughs> I just I, I thought Ludi Ludi was a little bit out of touch So no one would uh, remember his his ability name. So right. I will have to go. I am going old old school cards now. I cannot stump you. Apparently, <laughs> guess the ability. So,
0: going old school. Let's go. All right, so that is it for trivia. Um,
1: Let's end this on a little bit of Random Card Madness. All right, and just like uh, always, I'll give it a quick explanation. We randomly generated a number. I am still doing Lost Abyss cards this week, so I randomly generated a number from 1 to 100 in the Lost Abyss cards and generated the number 61 giving us in the card set list card number 61 is barbicle which evolves from binacle stage one so in the vein of random card madness we decide whether this card is playable or bulk now i'll give you a quick rundown on what Barbacle does uh, i don't think we need to talk about binacle um, because we actually got the evolution so Barbacle is a fighting pokemon with 130 hp and um it comes with, with the Weakness to Grass and a Retreat of 2. With an ability and an attack, uh, the attack is for a Fighting and 2 Colorless. You get Dynamic Chop, and it's 100 damage. That's it. 100 damage, 3 energy. The ability is what you want it for. The ability is Lost Block. As long as this Pokemon is in play, your opponent puts any prize cards they would take in the Lost Zone instead of putting those cards into their hand. Is there a world in which we see barbicle, you said in play Barbarical. It it's not active, it's just okay. in play J- that's the key is it just needs to be in play on your bench, does not need to be in the active uh, does not need to be anywhere special besides in the field of play, which is on your bench,
2: yes, controlled x
1: one hundred percent will love this, yes, yeah. so go was yeah. <laughs> good if you prize something. And barbar bar, I gotta say it right. Barbar bar- barbarical, is in play. You can't get it. Like you just can't get it out of your prizes because no matter if you even if you take prizes, yeah, you take
0: prizes, um, but then you, you don't get
1: peony- them. You have to use yeah, you'd peonia. To, you, yeah, you have to be having something in your deck that searches your prizes. I I see a world. I, I agree with Sandy, I see a world where uh, a, a, a some sort of control deck will will play. Barbarical, but that will be the only instance that you see of it. Mm-hmm. I don't see any kind of lost zone decks that like try to feed the lost zone this way. I just see it as a something that will sit on the bench in a control deck that will just say, haha, you don't have prizes pretty much unless you play something that searches prizes. But right. even then, you still have Which to give up decks...
2: something else in place of
1: it. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, that, okay. So you still get around the Hisui and Heavy Ball, but Peonia is not really like a big deal. Yeah. No yeah
0: i mean it's it's i'm not going to be the one to break that 60 but i will be the one that keeps that card in my my binder of cards um so it's on the ready um for when something is there um so it's definitely worth saving keeping potentially in a deck and am i gonna say it's necessarily gonna break um control um you know there's a big maybe there um i'm sure somebody's gonna break it or at least attempt to um, but it's not a garbage card. It's not just straight bulk. bulk. Um,
1: yeah, it's not so- bulk. I, I, if if you're like me and you have a binder of like, I don't know, Pokemon that might be useful, like I don't know, Flaffies or things like that, uh, this would go in there. Like if you, that would be one that I'm gonna save and set aside, and wait to see the find the perfect use for it because that is a very useful ability. And that's all I have for Random Card Madness. I feel like yeah. that was a pretty decent card pick. Oh, for sure. So that's going to wrap up the fun shenanigans of today's episode. Is there anything else we want to do before we... No, I mean, I think that
0: will do it. We've we've had a, you know, a pretty good discussion about a lot of different uh, topics. I think it's very thoughtful... Um, going into team challenge, deck creation, you know, big, into big uh, meta talk, going into worlds, um, lots of fun stuff. Getting to know Sandy. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, finally, awesome to have you on here. Um, but before we let you go, before we actually end this episode, um, now is your time, um, you know, to to, to plug away, um, to shout out friends, uh, family, anything like that. Um, social media, um, you know, the time is yours to do all that stuff right now.
2: All right. So I'm going to give a shout out to, um, all my local people. Um, if I don't, if I forget your name, don't be mad. Uh, it's just on the fly. You're on know. the spot. You are on the spot. <laughs> um, we got Darren judge bunny. Um, we've got Gumi. We've got Mr. Raichu. We've got, uh, then, uh, Jamie, um, Eric, my teammates, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Brady who's helped me out a few times. We've got, um, a list of people really um right. and my sister too for coming back to the game last week that was fun yeah nice. yep
0: yeah. that's awesome um yeah i i guess yeah i i guess we can have a little side tangent because you did come out to pittsburgh um what was it like six months ago or is it even further than that now at this point it remember. was
2: october okay
0: oh wow geez uh, almost a year, ago. yeah almost a year ago um and, you know, you came out, you, you met our local community, we played some games, um, you know, I drove you out to your sister's house, it was fun, kind of funny, uh, because when I was driving you to drop you off, I was like, man, this house looks familiar. Um, and and sure enough, uh, you know, you, you showed her a picture of me, and I'm like, man, I did an install, like I I used to do air conditioning install installations. And that was the house that I, I was at, like, I don't know, maybe a year previous to that, um, uh, it was just kind of a funny small world. So, you know, you come here, you come to meet us out in, in uh, Pittsburgh from Oregon. And then, boom, I drop you off at a house that I've been in, at already.
2: <laughs> and bringing in Metagrove Stall to your league. That was fun.
0: Yes. Well, 100%. Uh, uh, stall. <laughs> Is there anybody else that you want to shout out or any plugs that you want to plug yourself at?
2: Yeah, yeah I'll shout out Leah because she helped me build that Metagrowth Stall deck. And Great. then um, on Twitter, I'm at the real the show so Mm -hmm. or if you're in the oregon pokemon discard i'm the show 265 but i'll have a discord nickname of sylveon
0: all right Here we go well thank you again for coming on Uh, i had a a blast talking pokemon with you and thank you chuck as always uh for being my partner in crime on this podcast Um, thank you jake and
1: thank you fanny for coming on as well thank you for having me
0: And thank you, everybody, for listening to the end. Uh, We will talk to you next week, where hopefully I'm in the
1: top 16. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pot. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panux1
0: on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at RY for Gaming. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole
1: Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokePod. Thanks again, guys and
3: gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.